Hey, what's going on? You tuning in to the Homie's Dead podcast. We got two special guests here. We have um, Beverly Snowden and we have Ronald Snowden. Um, we're just going to go over a couple questions and some insight about the day in the life of black love. Um, did you guys want to add anything to your introductions? Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, cool. So, um, we're just going to dive right into it. How important is it to love your partner for who they are versus who you see them as? I think it's extremely important because if you have a certain expectations that may not be realistic, um, you know, it can definitely dampen, uh, the joy out of suck the joy out of the relationship um if you have you know especially if you have this ideal this idea in your mind uh how it should look like based on maybe what you've seen on tv or maybe a comparison from other relationships um it can definitely sour your experience for both of you yeah i I think that You know, when you come into a relationship with preconceived notions and those, the person that you're with doesn't live up to those preconceived ideas, it can create extreme challenges in your relationship to the point to where it may not actually be sustainable. And it's a, a false reality if you're not accepting the person for who they are. So there's a whole lot of stuff that comes with that because it's a process of perpetual disappointment because when you start seeing as in first you're like all infatuated and you know everybody lives up you have these sparkly eyes and everything that your partner does is beautiful and wonderful and then after all that wears off and you start seeing the real them and you know that process sooner or later starts to be a little bit more and more disappointing and so that could threaten your entire relationship so it's extremely important to to be able to open your mind because not only are they changing from maybe what you knew about them but also people are going to keep growing at the whole length of your relationship you guys are going to be growing and changing and so having that open mind to accept that growth and that change as it happens is essential for a sustainable relationship Nice, nice, nice. How long do, would you say you guys took um, for you guys to see each other? You mean before we committed to a marriage? Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Uh, about five or six months. Five or six months. <laughs> would you yeah, agree? it was. It was. It was. How long? Your question was how long did it take for us to see each other? For, uh, like for who? who for you who you are. really are? Yeah. Um, I think it took much longer. I mean, I think, you know, our relationship began and I mean, we're three years in and I think that the process really just started sinking in actually now, you know, because there were a lot of facades and some inauthenticity, you know, mixed in with the authentic. And so now I think after three years of living together, loving each other, working through stuff, we're starting to get to this is really what it is. And so I think it actually took much longer than the five months. Well, maybe I didn't ask, I didn't understand fully the question, but I would say, yeah, I would, I would tend to agree to that because 
I think um, this relationship, I mean, it's, it's my one and only marriage. So it's kind of helped me transform and evolve to the woman that I am. I'm still doing that as the woman that I am today. So uh, I would say it's continuing to still happen. I think for me, it was important for me. This is my second marriage. Um, and because of the end of my first marriage, I did a lot of soul searching and, you know, going online, dating and doing all kinds of stuff. And through that process, because I was looking for not just another relationship, I was looking for a relationship that would end in marriage and be forever. I realized that going into a relationship, it was important for me to be authentic and transparent because that's on, the only way I'm going to find the person that I that really wants to be with me and that I really want to be with. I want to be able to be accepted for who I am, period. Right. So for me, I gave that energy out from jump. I was as completely transparent. Like uh, you could ask your mom, like, <clears throat> oh, <laughs> Mrs. Snowden. <laughs> but um, you can ask her. Like I was from jump, I'm like, this may be a deal breaker for you, but I'm gonna just tell you, I'm gonna tell you the flat out truth. This is what, this is where I'm at right now. This is how I feel. This is what I think. So I was very transparent, very upfront, very authentic from jump. And so I wanted to make sure I gave that energy to, so that she could see me for who I actually am with straight no chaser, from, put all my cards on the table. It was risky, but I felt that for the right person, it would be the right risk. Right. And it would pay off. Absolutely, absolutely. Have you been added to that? Cool, cool. So, who would you guys, who would you say you were before you met your partner, your current partner? Like, where was your mind at? Were you guys, I don't know, living the single life, just doing what you want to do? I can tell you. Or were that. you, like, um, so since age 12, 13, I, I've been in a relationship. <laughs> um, so, uh, before Ron and I met, you know, um, I was in a five-year relationship that ended and then in between, uh, you know, I was go out with different guys here or there just kind of dating around but at the same time i was also enjoying the flexibility of dating right. um and just exploring a little bit about what i want to do like travel and stuff like that and i enjoyed it but i know that you know i'm also wasn't no longer i was no longer 25 Right. So it's like, okay, you're getting older, uh, but this is cool, so I'm good, right? Um, completely independent, and I was at peace to just. I was okay if I was I was never to get married, right. you know. It'd be nice, uh -huh. you know, but I was okay. Cool. I I like that freedom to just come and go as I please and and just have a good time. Yeah, I was okay with that. Um, so that's where I was before I met my husband. Hmm. But how life is today, this is uh, gains are definitely 
it's not it's not comparable right i can't compare that uh you know it's nice to be with somebody that's completely committed his whole life to you and loves you for the way you who you are it's a beautiful thing yeah it's priceless right yeah for me <clears throat> i had uh well i've always seen myself being married i never when i was younger like a lot of men you know i ran the streets i you know dated and had short-term relationships and just moved on by the, just before um i met your ma or met my wife <laughs> you know um i have been out of a relationship for about three years but I was dating online. So I hadn't had a long-term relationship until three years prior. So I was seeing people online. I was going out here and there. But when I was going out, I was in the mind of, I'm looking for my wife. I'm looking for my forever. So I was not just dating to have fun. I was not just dating. In my mind, I was like, I'm going to grow old and I want to grow old together with someone. I want to share my life and experiences and the joys it's to me better with someone i don't really hang out and you know do happy hours and run the streets so i have a very tight-knit type of group that i'm really tight with and i prefer to be with that small type of group or with that one individual and so for me i was looking for for that person who could compliment my life who i could compliment and just spend the rest of my life with so that's where I was in my mind before I met her, before I met uh, my wife online. I was, uh, I was looking for the person, to meet the person that I was going to see qualities in that I thought were the qualities that I could share the rest of my life with. So you stated that you met your wife online. That's uh, I feel like a lot of people can tie into that because people, you know, online dating is a thing now. Yeah. Serious thing, like. Yeah. So how how did you guys like even cross paths? Let me, like, let me just. I want to just say this before I give my wife the opportunity. I have been online, like I said, for years. I mean, just dating. I mean, I and I had profiles on everything. I had single parent meat, plenty of fish, Zeusk, match, uh, uh, black people meat. I mean, I was on every Russian get a Russian, you know, dating. Uh, Filipino dating. I mean, <laughs> male order. I mean, I was on everything that you could find. I was looking for a wife. Right. And however she was to come, I was going to make myself available to that opportunity. Right. That's how I felt. But I happened to meet my wife on Plenty of Fish, you know. And so it was, uh, I'll let you go from here. Okay, wow. So, um, Newsflash. I was on Plenty of Fish because a girlfriend of mine that I worked with, you know, she was doing this online dating thing. She goes, girl, just try it. I was like, what? She's like, it's free. What do you got to lose? Mm -hmm. I guess. I'm not really looking because I don't have a problem, you know, find somebody. But I guess, you know. And um, I think I've been on there for about a month. A month. month. A week yeah. or something like that. And just like tons. I'm like, I can't even get through the messages or whatever that I'm getting. Um, but there's something about Ron's message, the body of his message. It seemed authentic and he seemed like 
respectful mm-hmm. and like he's educated. So that draw, I don't like the hey ma type, I don't like that kind of talk. Mm-hmm. So that completely turns me off. Um, but I, I saw that he was in Virginia and I had, I was like, I'm not going to Virginia. So I just completely like ignored it. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to respond. I'm not moving to Virginia. Are you kidding me? Oh, wow. Yeah, I did not respond. I completely ignored it. And then I get another message from him. You're saying something about, hey, you're from California, originally from California, thinking about possibly relocating, blah, 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 blah. So that I was intrigued. Didn't really have a whole lot of expectations. But I think he said that he was coming to California or something like that. Um, or you're in, in California or something like that. I was like, so, oh. So what happened? I was actually, I was living in Virginia. I've been in Virginia for like 18 years. And I was realizing that my dad was getting older. And I had been thinking I need to move back to California because my dad was up in age. He was sick. And I thought I want to spend some quality time with him before he passes. He was already in his 80s. And, you know, my grandfather passed around the same age my dad was. So I was like, I'm thinking about it. And at the same time, my other kids, um, I was like, you know, I'm going to have a road trip. and We're going to just go across country for the summer and just drive across country, stop and see the sights on my way and go visit California. So when I was on <clears throat> Plenty of Fish, I said, well, you know, bec- and, and, and I mind you, I've been in Virginia for like 18 years. And I never it seemed like even though I met some very nice people that I went out with. I felt like because California is a little different, I was raised in California, that I never really was completely in sync with anybody. Like they couldn't really feel the vibe. They always thought I was a little different. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it was a California vibe that they weren't used to. Um, so I felt like, man, I mean, I need to look at, you know, online when I'm going to California, see if I can see somebody and maybe meet somebody there. And so that's how I ended up. Same thing um, that my wife said. A friend of mine was like, man, just go on plenty of fresh. It's free. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go on plenty of frisk and just see. Um, And so I looked in California. I saw uh, my wife's profile before. um, And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can, you know, reach out. But when I saw her, I will say that when I saw her, I was like, man, I mean, I'm going to take her out. And I told my brother, I was at my brother's house. I was like, you see this girl? I said, man, I'm going to go take her out. And then I came back. I was like, man, yeah, it was, I like her. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, but you know, that was, that was, you know, that's how that worked out. Um, and yeah, I was in Virginia. She was in California. So she was like, not even responding. And I, I felt like, you know, she's not responding because I'm so far away. So then I explained to her, I said, look, I'm about to come to California and I'm moving back to California. Cause I would already have my mind set to move back. I just didn't know when and exactly, you know, how it was going to happen because I still had my job. I was full-time working for the state of Virginia. And so I was like, you know, but I wanted to just, you know, throw a little hook out and see if she would respond. Mm-hmm. And she responded. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm moving to California, even though I hadn't had the exact plan and date in, in motion. I knew it was going to be soon because my dad, like I said, he was he didn't have he was really in a in a pretty tough condition. So it turned out I went to California for the summer um, and I met and we went out on a date. And that's, you know. That's how that happened, because she responded, because I said, I'm coming to California. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. Next question. So 
When you guys realized that compatibility wasn't enough, how did you guys overcome this issue? Uh, prayer, therapy, work, I mean, ups and downs, I mean, power struggles. I mean, it was real. So, I mean, and, and, and when you talk about compatibility, the first thing that synced us was that we were extremely compatible. I mean, we had talked to each other at the very first date and it was like effortless. It was just, you know, completely transparent and effortless. We were talking and we could have gone on forever and it just seemed so natural. It was organic. Um, and then, you know, there were so many different things, the same type of music, you know, general things we had in common. But even down to, you know, when we eventually learned that 2,700 miles away, her password to her email was the same password I have for my email. Her passcode for her her security code was the exact same security code that I had. We think very much like, in fact, today, my son was sitting on my lap and she just told me, I put his, his uh, hoodie on and she had just thought the thought I should get his hoodie put on. And that still happens today. That has always happened. We would think the exact same thought at almost simultaneous times. So that compatibility was always there. But when you get to real life and you're living together and day by day kicks in, there's a lot of things where you don't, you weren't raised the same way. She's from a different culture. She was raised differently. I wasn't raised with my dad. I was raised with my mom. She was raised with a mom, but it was a completely different setting. So when those things start to manifest and rise to the surface, those are some challenges you have to get over. So we've been through therapy. We've argued. <laughs> we butted heads. Um, but we always, well, I should say for me, I always had in my mind that when I married you, when I committed to you, my commitment when it said for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, for sickness and health, I meant that. Mm-hmm. So short of any catastrophic event happening, craziness, you know, infidelity, uh, I was like, because of my commitment, you know, we gonna work through this. So whatever means that means for both of us, that's what I was open to, to say, hey, let's do it. It's beautiful. How did you overcome it? Um. okay so praying yes absolutely uh therapy yes sure but i had to like dig into myself when i say dig into myself like mm, not be so self-absorbed so rather than focusing on like what my husband's not doing what he's not saying or what he's not whatever i had to like turn the camera back onto me like what am I doing what can I do um am I being selfish yeah probably so I had to just get real with myself and then also like our son um our son has down syndrome so he has special needs and he'll he'll make me do things I don't want to do just because you know, um, uh, he's extremely important to me. So, um, and I want him to have mom and dad and, and my husband is, is he's a, he's a very good man. 
you know. So I had to be real with myself. Like, Beverly, yeah, you're being kind of a brat and you're being kind of like selfish. Um, and he's not your boyfriend. He's not your roommate. He's your husband. So I had to like change my narrative like my role in my head as a wife because I'm very independent and you know I had to make some changes mm-hmm. uh, just to add to that I think it's really important because we were married I think it's important in relationships that if you find that you are not really compatible because that's a possibility and you're not in a marriage it may not be the best thing to work it out it may be the be the best thing. And so you really have to search yourself and, 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 and see for yourself internally if that is the right choice. Um, because I know that a lot of people in this day and age, you know, they don't even really investigate. They just on to the next one. Right. Um, real quick and real easy without even doing the internal work to see. Because no matter there isn't, I don't think there's is any perfect relationship. And like I said, I don't think that we could have been more compatible in the early stages of our relationship. But still, even with that extremely compatible situation, we still got to a point to where it wasn't enough. Love sometimes ain't enough. You know what I mean? So even though you love somebody, you still have to have commitment. And that commitment allows you to do whatever work is necessary. And I think that's what happened for both of us. Because we saw in each other the qualities that outweighed the negative. You know, I could see myself, you know, being challenged by my wife. um, But at the same time, I recognized in her that she was, she was like, in my opinion, a gift from God and an answer to my prayer. Because I asked for someone that was just like her. And when I got her... And, you know, even the Bible says you you got to take Job says, you know, you, you're going to take the good with the bad. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You you can't just receive nothing but good from God. And then as soon as God allows something that ain't what you consider to be good, then you're going to throw it all away. Mm-hmm. You got to do work. Mm-hmm. You got to roll your sleeves up and do work. And that's it. The best relationship It's always going to be you're going to have to do the work. So <clears throat> how did like how did you start to build commitment how did that look to you did it even like did you guys have examples of it growing up like as far as like marriages and relationships did you you know uh i don't know copy off the movies you know just how how did it go about yeah uh, for me um i wasn't real religious but i really do study the scriptures and i really have a a strong faith in god and so my 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 blueprint comes from scripture. You know, the Bible says a man and a woman should become one and they that's forever until death do you part. I believe that. And so um, that's where I got my commitment from. Now, as far as examples, my parents, you know, were divorced. I mean, I don't ever remember them being married, um, but it just so happened that they were better friends divorced than they were, I guess, compatible when they were married. So my dad was always around. He just never lived with us. And he, we, and then my mom and dad were cool. Um, as far as the best example I saw for uh, a marriage 
example was the Cosby's. I grew up in the time when the Cosby's come on. We would watch the Cosby's religiously. And, you know, as a byproduct of that entertainment, you know, just watching how they interacted. And I always wanted a, a, a marriage that exemplified a beautiful black love family commitment. And so it came from a lot of different sources. Um, but I think the, the, the grounding was my commitment to God. And, I, you know, the Bible says, unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. So I was praying. I was like, Lord, I had, you know, prayed. Right. So, you know, I had been saying all these different prayers and got all these different dates and then get to the date and be like, mm, that man, I should have prayed for this. I should have prayed. for. I was like, she got to be this height. She got to, you know, be this complexion got to be african-american she got you know so on and so forth got to have understanding of california kind of thing so i thought and then finally i got to the point i was like lord i just want you because you're perfect i want you to help me to find the woman that is perfectly made for me and that i'm perfectly made for mm -hmm. and so when i found my wife it was it was very early that i was like wow she is the answer to my prayer and so that was the catalyst that gave me the tools to do the work because I always had in the back of my mind that God actually answered my prayer. And I'm not going to easily let that go. I'm not going to forfeit that because the water gets deep or it gets rough. I'm going to work and try to find a way to make this commitment because I believe God, what he does is perfect. And I believe even if we don't always understand his perfection, sometimes we misunderstand it and it seems like a curse, but it's really a blessing. And sometimes our mental state has to come to that acknowledgement and understanding. So that was in the back of my mind because I prayed for a specific type of person that fit me like a glove. And like I said earlier on in our compatibility, it was like we fit like a glove. And because of that, that was what gave me the motivation, inspiration, and the commitment to say, hey, I'm going to work. I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to make this work. Okay. So um, how, what examples did you have growing up, you know, as far as commitments and relationships? And what, what made you, you know, go that extra mile for this marriage? Mm, examples growing up? Nah, I didn't really have that. Um, my mom and dad, they had an on and off relationship. They were married and they finally divorced. Uh, I don't know, I think I was eight. And then between eight and 10, I was in and out of court. Uh, nasty, nasty uh, custody battle. It's gotta be hard as a kid. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. So, and then there's some domestic violence involved. So uh, yeah, no, I didn't really have a good example of what that looks like. The Brady Bunch, <laughs> uh, Cosby, um, my grandparents, like my mom's side. Um, I didn't really, really have that much relationship with my grandmother, but my grandfather, uh, I adored him and I admired him, um, but nah, not much. So I didn't feel like I needed to be with a man. Um, and I had this thing like, you just need to do you, like be independent. But it'd be nice to have a good one, you know? Um, 
and what did what made me want to keep working on it the relationship um first of all love because i do love my husband (laughs) and um and our son our son adores his father and i don't want to cause any i needed to work on me that means working on us does that make sense yeah so you had to get yourself right to get this whole thing yeah i needed to like humble myself because and i was challenged with that because i'm not very humble be real (laughs) um and that helped me grow as a person anyways but i think this marriage helped me grow so i think love and then our son so you said grow grow in what ways grow and as far as like being more humble and um Because I think being vulnerable, I think in the past I thought being vulnerable is being weak. Um, but actually, the being vulnerable is being courageous. Right. Uh, because that means I could be myself. Um, I don't need to be so hard. For what? I'm not trying to prove nothing to nobody, right? And if anything, I was hurting myself. Right. But in this time around, I'm not just hurting me. I'm hurting our son our family you know so i needed to guess i needed to be less selfish and i don't know i just needed to change and grow up for a change because i think for a very long time i needed to catch up in my head i was still single Mm -hmm. like as if he's my boyfriend it's weird but it's like oh wait i'm married so it's different Mm-hmm. So I have I'm like learning through the process. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So how would you both say you can uh, contribute? Oh, I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> how did you contribute to the relationship in a healthy way? Contribute. Goodness gracious. I'm gonna redo that question. Hold on. So, in what ways did you guys contribute to this relationship in a healthy way? Um, For me, I did a lot of work after my first divorce on what my fault was in making that marriage not work. Um, So... I, you know, I learned, you know, by nature, I'm stubborn. By nature, you know, I I mean, I'm like, I'm petty sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I had to deal with that in myself. And sometimes still I am, you know. Um, But when I got married with my wife, I had done a lot of that work and I knew where my flaws were. 
I had a good awareness of who I was. And so, and I knew what I was striving to be, which was, you know, the previous question was, you know, I learned the example of what not to be from the examples that I had around me. So by learning not what I didn't want, I learned what I did want and I determined to be the best man that I could be. So, you know, I felt in my mind, a good man is a man that prays, a, a man that has faith, a man that is committed to God, a man that loves truly and authentically, a man that comes and, you know, is open and, and transparent, a man that is trustworthy, has integrity. And so when I came to my relationship, I made it a point, you know, initiating that if I'm going to go out or if say somebody from my past hits me up mm-hmm. before this was from day one, I'm like, I'm going to show that to my wife or to the person I'm with before she was my wife up front. So there can't be no hidden agenda. Mm -hmm. It can't be no, you know, secret connections. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be committed. You know, I'm going to be loving. And by God's grace, I'm going to be a man of God for her. I'm going to be a man that she can look to and say, you know what? I have a good husband. So when I came to the marriage, I knew what I believe were the qualities of a good man. Mm -hmm. And I was determined, even though I still fall short a lot of times, that that was going to be my continual pressing, continual effort. I'm going to be a a praying person, a praying man. I'm going to be a man who loves his family, loves his wife, a man who will provide, a man who will protect. Because these are the, the, the concepts. And so these are the the things that, and my wife can tell you whether or not how I'm doing, but these are the concepts that I I brought in at jump. I know what a man is supposed to be, even though I didn't really see it, but I'm going to be the man that in my brain tells me that this is what a good man is for a good woman. And so she ain't going to have to worry about me cheating behind her back because I'm going to be straight up and honest with her and we're going to communicate. I'm going to be a communicator. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be loving, you know, and, you know, I'm not the most romantic person, but I'm going to try to grow into being romantic and do romantic gestures. You know, the first time I ever met her, you know, at the end of the date, I'd already bought some flowers. So at the end of the date, you know, I said, you know, the date's over. I said, hold on, I got one more thing. And we parked at two different locations. I ran back. I got the flowers. And she thought that was a very sweet gesture. So, you know, because in my mind, I had an idea of the way a man is supposed to treat a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's what I brought when I, when we got into this relationship. Is I brought the things, the best of the qualities in my understanding of what a man, a good man would be. That's what I tried to bring to the table. And, and persistently keep pursuing and, and demonstrating that. Bless. How about you, wife? What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> how did you, um, or how do you contribute to the relationship in a healthy way? Um, well, structure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> structure, okay. Well, I'm, uh, how, how? That's a really good question. I like that question. Makes, like that makes, question. making me think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, one of the things that's important to me is, uh, stability and security. And I think I, I help contribute to that. Um, I like to plan ahead, uh, you know, about our future. And I think I, I bring a lot of wisdom 
about that. Um, because uh, like you said before you were uh you're really independent you've never been married before this is your first marriage right yes okay mm-hmm. um you know i found myself gosh it's weird because i i feel like i'm a different person now than i was before i find myself maybe being more loving and more affectionate. So I think I bring that to the table, making him feel, reassuring him that I love him and that he's important to my life. Um, I like I like adventure. I mean, we haven't done much uh, traveling, but... Uh, ideas on things that we can certainly explore Mm. Mm, yeah i think that's what i bring to the table (laughs) (laughs) structure stability security um stuff like that i don't know okay So, you know, you guys both gave me your answers. Would you guys, you know, agree that each individual is doing a great job of this? Absolutely. I think we have our ups and downs like anybody, but I think we're at a very good place together, right, at this moment. And and, and for the recent past, I mean, and going forward, it looks like, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing, I believe, as good as we can be in this moment and only get better with it. From what we've grown through. Yes, absolutely. Uh, simply because for me, um, I'm more humble, more, more vulnerable. So it's like me al- allowing myself to be with him, like authentically, with no reservations, you know. And um, since I'm able to do that, um, I think that's where real intimacy happens, like emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. because I'm not having this. I don't have these head noises in my head. Like, what if? Well, da 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 da. You know, I'm really able to really be present and enjoy the the moment. Right. Yeah. And why? While I'm enjoying the moment, I'm able to grow with him in love and harmony. <laughs> I think that's super important. Yeah. Being in the moment. All right. Uh, we're just going to wrap this up. What advice would you guys give to the younger generation of today or people of your age? Um, you know, people that are single looking for love or even people that are married. Um, I think the the most valuable, valuable advice I can give to anyone is creating uh a sense of safe safety and security emotionally because without that your relationship is just not going to grow it's going to stunt to growth cuz imagine you're in a place where you just simply don't feel safe so if you don't feel safe you're not going to open up so your relationship is stagnant right um and and if you don't feel like you could be 
be uh, comfortable with that person to the point where you just can't be with yourself, then it might not be the r right relationship for you. So don't, let's say, um, and don't nitpick, you know. Um, when I say nitpick, meaning like, don't make small things into bigger things because at the end of the day if you decide to mar get married and become with you know be one with this person um it's not gonna matter it's not gonna matter if he left the toilet seat up right it's not gonna matter if um you know he didn't buy your favorite dessert or whatever uh what matters is you know my husband talks about this often the oneness you know um creating simple joys going for a walk you know just holding each other just being comfortable and 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 don't try to put so much expectations on your your partner either because um Find the simple joys. Find the good parts of your partner and and relish in that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot that comes to my mind about what I would like to share. Um, I think before, when you're courting, before you actually are married in that process, I think being honest with yourself and being honest with other people. Just be honest. I mean, the right person for you is, you're gonna be the right person for the right person for you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to find out who you are to the best of your ability, to the best of your understanding, and just be that person, be you. Mm -hmm. And when you are you, then you're gonna attract the right person for you. Um, I think that's really important. Um, I also think that once you're in a relationship, do everything in your power to make each other happy and do everything in your power to try never to hurt them, you know, and in, in intentionally, you know, that, you know, sounds really cliche or really easy, but um, just really doing that. And, and, and above all things, I mean, for me, I think that you really, I go back to this, the scriptures, you know, we can debate on whether religion or what denomination, all that, that's irrelevant to me. But the scriptures, the word of God says, unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. When you understand what God is actually trying to give us in marriage and what his commands, because he designed it and he designed and he knows what's right and what's wrong, what's best, really seeking to understand what he has for your role, whether you're the man, what kind of man does God want you to be as a husband? What kind of woman does God want you to be as a wife? And I think as you learn that knowledge and incorporate that into your life, that cannot help once you find the person that matches with that same frequency, but give you the best relationship and don't settle for anything less than that. It's a waste of time. You spin your wheels, it's going to give you extra heartache. You'll grow from the experience because God can turn anything into a blessing. But a lot of it is just a waste of time. If you, this is my last thing I would say is look for character. 
Don't look for fun and excitement. Look at the person's character. Because not only are you going to be committed to this person if you get married for the rest of your life, the example that they set is going to rub off on your children if you have them. And is that the kind of person you want to spend the rest of your life with and the kind of person you want to raise your child? That same example. And that's important. Look for character. Because beauty's going to come and go. You know, virili sexual virility is going to come and go. When you get old, eventually stuff ain't going to work the way it used to. But you want to be with somebody who has a good character and that you can be confident and comfortable that you can be a companion with. That's going to be companionable and that's going to accompany you through every up and down and whatever the journeys of life bring. And they'll be by your side, shoulder to shoulder, not somebody that you got to drag along or somebody that's pushing you and they dragging you. But somebody that walks in harmony with you step by step and they have a character that, you know is what you're looking for. So that's what I would say to the younger generation. Nice, bless, bless. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, wrap this up here. I thank you guys for coming on to this episode with me. Um, thank you for having us. It was a pleasure and a blessing to be a part Thanks of Thanks for having us. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, y'all, there it is there. Black Love, episode one. All right, see you when you see you. Love. Next, Delvin and Kayla. <laughs>